Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Allie Reddig, founder of Allie Reddig Athlete Relations. Allie, super excited to have you on the show. So excited to be here. Thanks, Rob. So can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I am, like you said, Allie, I'm founder of Athlete Relations. Um, I work with guys on lifestyle management, so off-the-field tasks, including their camps, charities, um, anything that kind of falls off the beaten path a little bit. Um, we help with travel, um, you know, different reservations, gifting, things like that, just living, I always say living the life that they imagined when they became a professional athlete, so just giving them that, all the perks, you know. So we're going to dig a little bit more into that. But first, um, I wanted to talk about something that's a, that came from a direct message I got on Instagram from Ryan Grasnick, a listener of the show. And I think your insight and mine will be super beneficial to Ryan as well as many others out there. So here's what his message to me said. I'm a freshman at OU. I've been fortunate to grow up in L.A., and get some insights in the entertainment world as well as being around numerous athletes. Since coming to OU, I've wanted to put myself in the best possible situation. I'm currently an intern for the marketing department in OU Athletics and a practice player manager with the women's volleyball team. The biggest question on my mind is what route to take educationally. At first, I considered double majoring in sport management and marketing and now I'm considering trying to create my own major sports marketing. Of course, for what you do and what I want to do, most of the learning seems like stuff out of school and things one learns in the moment. Is there any path you could recommend? And also, overall, what would you recommend to a person in my predicament, one who is a student but wants to get involved in the sports industry, ASAP? So, Allie, there was a lot packed into there. I just wanted yeah. to give context first. But what are your initial thoughts? And I'm curious to hear more about the path that you took. Yeah. Um, first of all, wow, that's a very long message. But he obviously is really passionate about it. So I love getting those messages when people reach out just to kind of get that path. Because everyone's really is a little bit different. And the connections you make are truly individual and unique to each person. Um, I love, first of all, that he's already doing an internship because that's such a huge key to be able to make those connections and network just through that way. Um, and adding that to your resume. I mean, just not even being graduated out of college yet and already having some sports stuff on your resume is huge. Um, I mean, speaking from my path, I majored in, I actually kind of did make my own major too. So I'm all for that. I went to University of Illinois and I majored in what was like the communications school but you got to pick a focus so mine was in sports management so while I was doing a, I got a PR minor as well so while I was doing all of those classes I was actually able to take sports classes and management classes and the business side of it as well which I think kind of really set me up for success to be able to work in the sports industry. So I've got a question how much do you think the major matters as opposed to the things that can be learned outside of your regular course curriculum. So one thing that he mentioned is, hey, it seems like a lot of the stuff that you learn seems to be things outside of what you learn in school. Because at the end of the day, as I look at it, 
my major in college was marketing with a management information systems minor. And none of that had to do with sports. I wanted to work at an ad agency out of college and it was a fast track to inside sales. So none of what I wanted to do actually worked in. As I, as I reevaluate all of this, everybody ends up with a piece of paper that says you've graduated college. But the way that things have evolved now, now you have to be able to say, what is the skill set you bring to the table that you can continue to execute upon? Because just because you're a marketing or sports management major, that actually, that might get you a conversation, but that's not going to get you the job. Exactly. I mean, to be honest, my biggest thing is networking. I'm always trying to talk to people and make those connections because especially in you know, sports, entertainment, industries like this, it's night and day. If you don't have those connections and you don't know how to network with the right people, you're going to keep hitting dead ends. And I was lucky enough to work at a few different agencies before I started my own company. And I loved being able to work with those people. And still to this day, I call some of them my friends and we work together and collab on things. Um, but I do think that having the major is what gets you in the door. I would say um, probably not as much anymore because like I said, I have a lot of great connections, but in the beginning I was definitely, um, asked a lot, you know, what did you major in or where'd you go to school when, where I'm from, I mean, in Chicago, it's big 10, it's a huge idea, you know? So having that question or having that answer to that question rather be something sports related, I think was definitely something positive, but a lot of times, especially in these industries, it's one who, you know, and two, a lot based on your personality, you know, uh, having a great resume is important, but being able to connect with the clients, being able to connect with the people that you're working with, the agents, the marketing managers, these kind of people, I think ultimately that's sometimes even more important than the actual major. Although I don't really know anybody that was like pre-med jumping into sports. So maybe something in the right realm, but not exactly um, specifically sports focused. So I agree with you on the network side of things. And a lot of what I'm going to say on the remaining part of this podcast is from things I learned after the fact. So the unique situation that I'm in is that I started making sports six and a half years ago when I was 31 years old. So the head start that uh, Ryan has on me is 10 years. I didn't have this focus that he did as a freshman. I worked in a uh, country, club, country club golf course on the grounds crew mowing greens and fairways and raking bunkers. So sports related. <laughs> uh, it's just sure, except when you go to get the job. Um, not exactly the most transferable thing, even though it was an absolute blast and I loved it and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But let's talk about, all right, how would you build your network if you're a freshman who wants to get into this? And one recommendation that I have is, I would create a podcast immediately. I would learn how to create a podcast and all you have to do is hit me up. I've got a million different resources that can show you how to do it and interview anyone possibly that you can that has a connection to sports or marketing. Ask for advice or nuggets of wisdom and really you want to show that you're different. You want to get used to interviewing people who are perceived at a higher status that you are and then you want to start using this network and when you see these people ask, what can I do to help you out? What can I do to help you out? And at first you may think, why in the world would anybody talk to me on my podcast? I'm a college freshman and I don't know anything. And I don't know anybody. Remove that immediately from your brain and throw that in the trash. 
that will serve you no good. Instead, look at this as an opportunity to be a go-getter and say, all right, I'm going to create this thing and I'm going to create the connections when nobody else is. And I can tell you the messaging is super simple. Literally, Ryan, here's what you should do. When you create your email, say, hey, what's up? I'm Ryan. I'm a freshman at OU. Uh, I'm going to be a sports marketing major or something of the sorts. And I would love to interview you on my podcast because I want to. And then tell them what, what you want to get out of it. Nice and simple. It can be four sentences. And the fact that you're going to tie in school with what you want to do, people in positions of authority are going to want to talk to you. Case in point, I am doing a podcast right now on Ryan hitting me up in DM. God forbid he's like, hey, Rob, do you want to jump on a podcast with me? The answer would be yes. That would be amazing. I think that's a huge key too, because ultimately there's so many people that are in the same boat as Ryan. You know, there's so many kids that are, you know, go-getters and want to go see the sports world and be able to work in that. And they have the same questions. Like the amount of people that I have that reach out to me just to get some insight. And it's not even, I think you, when you first read some of these messages, you're like, okay, they're definitely asking for an internship or a job or something. And um, ultimately more times than not, they're just asking for advice. So having something like you said, like a podcast that like they can go and listen and hear these different people and connections that, you know, Ryan, for example, would make and have that advice somewhere tangible that they can physically go and listen to those. I mean, I think that's a great idea. Another thing that I had done early in my career of bacon sports is I would ask the questions that I want to know from the people. So dirty little secret. I'm just excited to talk to people like you, Allie, or others in the world. And it just so happens we're recording this so everybody else could listen to it. So Ryan, you can really use this as the opportunity and don't make every question, how do I get a job in sports? Because you're going to hear that often. You're going to need to really dig deeper into what do I need to learn? What are you reading? Um, who should I connect with? Um, what skill sets? Uh, of course, what do you wish you knew when you were my age that can help me along? So start to get unique questions that others aren't going to ask. But more importantly, things that as you have these interviews on your podcast, you can start to build your own confidence because you say, I now know the steps that it takes to get to where I need to go. Right. Definitely. I think those are all huge points. Um, I also love that you're saying to ask a different question because nine times out of 10, the question is like, how do I get a job in sports? What's the advice you'd give somebody in my position? And honestly, I can copy and paste the same answer every single time. But if you're not the right, you know, personality and all these other things, it's not going to make a difference. But if they're asking questions along the lines of what are the skill sets or one of the questions that you just asked, I mean, that's entirely different. And I can give way more insight at those questions versus just how do I work in sports? Okay, start with an internship, et cetera, et cetera. That's an entirely black and white question versus, you know, what skill set should I have? What connection should I be making? Things like that. Yeah. And the next thing I want to talk about is about the learning side of things. So sometimes the answer to one of these questions can completely change the course of how you're going to go. So my next suggestion would be you need to ramp up your knowledge outside of what you're going to be taught in school. And I am the, the last person who would give this advice from the way that I approached college because I had so much fun in college. I partied a ton. And looking back on things now, 
I'm envious of someone like Ryan who's so focused on what he wants already. So knowing that I am now a focused person and Ryan's a focused person, here's what my advice would be to him is the library. You're like, well, why in the world would you care about the library? Because quite frankly, for me, I did not go to the library. I didn't study in the library. I didn't read books. I didn't read books until like five years, six years ago, like legitimately. However, the library, one, is free. It has all of the books that you're going to want to read. And all you have to do is ask me for my list of books. I've got over 250 that I've read. And what you should be thinking about is mindset. And can you read both autobiographies as well as social media marketing and content creation and leadership and creativity and things on how do you cultivate a personality? And the more that you can get a hunger for reading the better. And I really believe if you create a reading habit, that would be the number one key to success for you succeeding in life period, but nonetheless in the world of sports. Right. No, I totally agree. And all of those resources are amazing. And even like some of the teachers that I worked with and professors in college, those were great resources to have because, you know, they've been teaching these subjects for so long. And especially, I mean, going in the sports classes and PR classes and things that like really helped me along the way, having those resources, even to just in the beginning, send over a resume or send over a cover letter. Um, does this kind of convey what I'm hoping it conveys? Can you just double check this for me? Something like that. Even those resources, along with having these books and these teachers and all this, it's, I just think that there's so many options that you have while you're still in school. And I think a lot of kids don't realize that because they think that they're so young and they only have had an internship, if that. And um, you know, there are so many things that they have available that, you know, we don't anymore. We're not in school anymore and we can't take advantage of those things. So having those options too are so great and they're so lucky to have those. Yeah. And I think the a key to accelerating your learning is to learn things you want to learn, which I think is one of the biggest challenges with the way that school has been traditionally done is they say, buy this textbook of which you don't care about. You're not excited to read. So your motivation to learn it isn't as good. But what if I said, you know what, Ryan, go ahead and read Bill Walsh's books or um, John Wooden's books on leadership. Find like the best of the best where you're like, holy smokes, he's talking about how he worked with Jerry Rice and Joe Montana and these things like this. And that's really how I got my love of reading was by reading things that excite me to where all of a sudden you're like, man, I can't wait to look forward to reading this tomorrow for 30 minutes. And then you just start stacking that with right. things that are going to be good for you. Um, Ali, do you have any book or podcast or learning resource that you currently like right now that someone might be able to uh, consume? Honestly, I'm going to have to think about that one. I try to listen to as many podcasts as possible, although admittedly most times it turns into barstool sports because I need like a laugh sometimes. But um, you know, my bigger thing is I try to connect with the people that, you know, whether or not, and I think this is a really good life lesson in general, whether or not there's somebody that can help me um, right now professionally or not. It's just somebody that I think has either helped me along the way or somebody that I still value their opinion and value their relationship. That's something that I focus my time and energy to. So I know that there's so many resources and I can't even tell you how many books on all this stuff that I've read. Um, and I'll have to like send you over a list too, maybe. Um, but my bigger thing recently, and I've noticed that it's become something that's super beneficial is having those conversations with people being like, listen, I just want to like pick your brain for one second and like 
maybe you've already worked with them and maybe you know probably exactly what their answer is going to be, but just having those different opinions and the different sides to, you know, I don't do marketing specifically, but talking to somebody that does do marketing and seeing their point of view on the exact same thing that maybe I would be doing, but just coming at it from a marketing minded angle versus an athlete relations sided angle. Um, and just kind of picking those certain people that you know that you value their opinion. I think that that's huge. I think that that's kind of something that I've been focusing on a lot lately. Um, but I'll have to get back to you on the books and podcasts and stuff. I think that those are also great resources, but having those one-on-one um, -on -one resources as well is invaluable. And I like what you said about the, the diversity of opinions that you're going to get. So don't only get people in marketing, start hitting up people from the college football playoff committee, someone from March Madness committee, somebody who does branding, somebody who does social media marketing, someone who does athlete relations. And really one, that gives you a more diverse network, but two, you're going to learn a lot more because as you said, they're going to have different opinions and insights into the way that things are. So Ryan, hopefully this gives you a little insight into what we would do. So one network, two read, three listen to podcasts and four create a podcast, differentiate yourself. Love it. I love it. And just truly like try to find what makes sense to you. You know, in the beginning, um, when I was a freshman in college, I probably thought that I wanted to be, you know, a publicist or like the next Aaron Andrews or something. But um, the more that you work in the industry and the more connections you make, you see all these other possibilities. So just be open to it, you know, and have those conversations and see where that takes you. You know, if I would have told myself at 18 that I would have had my own company doing athlete relations, I probably would have been like, what does that even mean? What does that entail? And how did you do that? Because I mean, I was probably in the same position he was. So good for him. So that's a great segue to Allie. Give us some insight into your specialty of athlete relations and how is it critical to these athletes? I think that it's critical because especially one with working with a lot of times I end up working through their agent or their marketing managers or um, somebody that they're already invested in, I guess is the way that I would say it. And it just makes them when their agent or their whoever offers, you know, a partnership with me, it makes them feel taken care of. A lot of times these guys have so, as you can imagine, so many people calling them and needing something all the time. And just to have somebody that's, you know, taking care of them uh, and not needing something from them. Um, for example, one of our guys tonight is going to an NHL game. They're hooking up with suite and jerseys and sign this and whatever. And it's great because, you know, they get to be taken care of. They get to be spoiled a little bit. And I know that everybody thinks that the life of an athlete is just like that. They get spoiled and they get you know, applauded for essentially just playing a game. But, you know, more times than not, they're donating their time. They're donating things. They're having to go to appearances. And yes, they might be getting paid for them, but it's just having that luxury life, you know, and making sure that they feel that they're taken care of too. So um, that's kind of my specialty. I like making people feel good. I like making people feel taken care of, um, whatever. Honestly, some of the requests I've gotten are so out of left field. I couldn't have thought of them on my own, but you know, letting them know that whatever they need, that we're going to take care of it, whether it's proposing to your girlfriend tomorrow morning or just going on a fun vacation or, um, you know, helping you find the right financial advisor, helping you find the right um, person to do your marketing, whether it's, you know, where they're located, having to do relocation, things like that. It's just making them feel like they've got somebody, you know, a lot of them call me the, the plug, which I never really got until like recently. And I'm like, I love that actually, because I'm just 
there. You know what I mean? Whatever they need, they know that I've got them and I'm going to take care of it. So I like that being able to do that for them. So it, it sounds like there's one super key word to what you do and that's trust. Yeah. So these athletes have a lot of people, family members, business associates, teammates, agents, a lot of people chirping in their ear. There's influences from all over the place, but you've got to find a way to one, build the trust with them. But then two, how do you build enough trust to where they're going to accept your positive voice for what something, what is going on there? Because you are an expert at what you do. Right. I think that trust is such a big thing, especially in the sports industry, because so many people are trying to get in these guys' heads and it's not always for a positive reason. It's usually selfish, um, trying to get their own brand out there or their own whatever. Um, but I think that a good thing that I've really learned is that you, there's networking and then there's networking in the sports industry. So meeting somebody and saying, Hey, actually, I think we have a mutual friend in blah, blah, blah. And it might be one of my clients. It might be somebody that I knew from a past you know, agency or job. Um, and just having that right off the bat to be able to be like, we have this mutual person. And then later, if they reach out to that person, having that person be like, Oh my gosh, yeah, Allie, she's the best. She can do this. Or she did this for me, or she took care of that. That's huge for me is having my name be attached to those kind of things. Um, I think that your network grows a lot in sports by word of mouth. So a lot of everybody asks me, you know, how do you grow a business like this? How do you get in front of these guys when, I mean, I don't come from a family of, you know, NFL coaches or something crazy like that. Like I built this up on my own. So, um, I think that that's so key to be able to say, um, that they trust you and that they would, you know, put going off the engagement thing, for example, one of the biggest days of their life in your hands and making sure that everything goes perfectly, that they trust you enough to do that. I mean, that's priceless to be able to do that for them. And I think wrapping this back up for Ryan, that trust in integrity in your own brand is something that you need to be meticulous about from day one, because your word is your reputation that's out there. So if you say you're going to do something, you do it. You always need to be meticulous about what you're doing. And I've always thought as I've built Bacon Sports, every interaction is an opportunity to create a positive brand interaction. At the same time, you, it only takes one misstep to completely ruin your reputation. So it's something that you've always got to be cognizant of and working towards. And it's even more of a reason why you need to be a positive, good person to work with in the industry. And this is something that uh, Paige Demakos and I talked about on our last podcast is about the old way that things were done in sports where some people are grumpy and they don't think of this as a dream job and they're just going through the motions as opposed to the new way where it's like you, you talk to someone like yourself, Allie, and you're a ray of sunshine and everyone's like, holy smokes, this is awesome. We can trust her. She's great at what you do and what you do. And I think that that needs to start right away. Right. I mean, first of all, thank you. But second of all, I think that having, um, you know, connections like Paige, for example, like having people to just be like, you know, when you're first starting this thing, they, I've known Paige for years. So having her be able to say, you know, I trust her, give her a chance. And having those people that are really in your corner and having that support. I mean, if you don't wake up every single day and love what you do, like you said, the old way of sports of just being kind of grumpy, old and just sitting in your corner, like we're not changing anything. That's not going to last, you know, that's never going to be um, productive and make these guys feel good. You need to 
keep adapting. And I mean, if you look at where the sports industry was even a few years ago to today, it's night and day. I mean, everybody has somebody in their corner as far as these athletes that are, you know, saying something in their ear, whether it's positive or negative, but, you know, kind of feeling like they've got um, at least something in the realm of athlete relations, whether or not it's to the full extent is a separate conversation. But I just like to think that, you know, when I wake up every single day and there are peaks and valleys, don't get me wrong. I wake up some days and think that I'm, you know, kind of a little bit crazy for starting this whole thing. But um, if I can wake up every day and just like be proud of what I'm doing and know that at the end of the day, that the promises that I make, I'm following through on whether or not, um, you know, it's the ideal situation or something goes awry with it. I'm going to make sure that it gets done period. End of story, because I promised somebody that it was going to get done. I mean, that's my key. I can wake up and I can go to sleep every night knowing that, you know, I did my work and I completed my work for my client. Like, that's all I care about. So Allie, where can people connect with you? We are all over. Our, um, our website is athleterelations.com. So you can go on there. There's a contact form on there. You can kind of see a little bit more of what we're doing. We're on Instagram at Athlete Relations. We are on Twitter, Allie Reddick Athlete Relations. Um, we are just kind of putting everything out there as far as, you know, some really great stuff that we've been doing. So it's a great place to stay connected um, and just keep an eye on like what's going on. The guys we're working with are great. We are really proud of the guys that we're working on. I try to stay, um, you know, with the guys that I really feel are appreciative of this kind of stuff. And I, I can't even say enough good things about the guys that we've been working with. So it's a great place to stay connected with them too. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. What advice would you have for Ryan or any other person in college who wants to work in the sports industry? You can hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy on Twitter at Rob Cressy or on LinkedIn. I'll share anything good that I get with others. Uh, Allie, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is a blast. Thanks for having me. It's fun. I want to let you know about my latest project, which I'm super excited about. It's called Launching Podcasts, and it's a step-by-step -step video course to help you easily launch a podcast. I created it because so often I heard from people and brands that they wanted to create a podcast but didn't know where to start. By following my process, you'll save a ton of time, it's easy to execute, and it'll increase the quality. Head over to launchingpodcast.com and get $50 off by using promo code HUDDLE at checkout. That's launchingpodcast.com, promo code HUDDLE. That's it. That's all.